Welcome everybody to another episode of the Always Game for Life podcast, where we come together, share our stories, connect, have a few laughs, and try to live life to the fullest. Why? Because life is always game for us. So let's be always game for life. So great to be back, as always. I hope you're all healthy, both physically and mentally, for it helps on our journey to a better and happier us. Well, with that said, I thank, appreciate, and love each and every one of you. So please don't forget to subscribe, follow, share, review, and rate the show on whatever platform you listen on, for it helps the growth of the podcast immensely. So without further ado, let's get to the show. But before we do, let's hear a little something from Jason. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. So, when you sign up for Buzzsprout Paid Plan, you will also receive a bonus of a $20 Amazon gift card, which will be sent to you after the second paid invoice. Let's create something great together. So hello all. Hello Jay. Merry Christmas to all. Even the humbugs out there. Merry Christmas. I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> and a very Merry Christmas to you and everybody out there. And I say that to everybody. I don't succumb to happy holidays. No. No. So how you been? What's been new since the last time? I know um, we've, we've vaguely talked. Lots of doctor's appointments and lots of other things regarding my shoulder and my heart. The one that everybody claims I don't have. Turns out I have one. It It gives me trouble once a while. It's there somewhere. So, yeah, through that big iron plate. (laughs) But, uh, which is kind of nice. I want to go to the airport. I don't have to go inside those things that scan you Mm. because, uh, those can harm uh, the performance of the, oh, so, right. which yeah. means I get to step aside and get somebody to put their hands on me, oh. <laughs> which is such a nice change of pace. Isn't it though? <laughs> bonding at the airport by some, a random stranger who now has a very uncomfortable feeling about the first they were going to be macho about it. And then you tell them how much you're enjoying it. <laughs> now they don't even want, they want to just get you out of there. <laughs> okay. I'm done. Wait, you only got as far as my belt line. You haven't even gone to the lower re- regions yet. I might be packing something. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what she's. That's when you got to be like uh, Michael Winslow, you know, Jones off of Christianity. Mm, I know who he is. Yeah. Well, others might. I can't even do a helicopter. It sounds more like Curly. <laughs> like a lame version of Curly. Curly if you were sick. Curly. Wise guy, huh? No. Curly was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Then we have to call him COVID Curly. Oh, man. <laughs> Curly with COVID. So, yeah, I wanted to talk a little more, of course, about Christmas. It is the holidays, but um, as well as it's a reality. Um, you know, how how we're all going to make it through, here in Canada anyway, with the restrictions that are just... I don't have to worry because I'm all alone. I don't have anybody. So, oh, there goodness, you go. I don't, have to buy, I don't have to buy a Christmas dinner. I don't <laughs> have to go out and buy gifts. I just stay at home on my little island and maybe I'll write some music. What Should the heck? Do. Or you can come here. Well, no, you've maybe, got uh, things to do. you got you got family things to do, man. Family things to do. Family things. Oh, yeah, I do uh, have my daughter Christmas yeah. Eve day. Yes. So. And then I 
Rob Rob has invited me over for Christmas dinner. So oh, okay, that was very kind of them. I'll try and make the trip short. You know, I don't mm-hmm. like to be somewhere for too long. And there's no slight on anybody, but I just, I don't want to feel like I'm some kind of burden on somebody when, you know, they, they, the people are polite enough to ask you if you want to, and you, you know, you, you reciprocate by, you know, accepting. Yeah. And then, uh, then you go, you kind of feel like, geez, I didn't bring you a present or I didn't do that because right now in the condition I'm in, I'm not able to be able to give all the things I want to give to people. Right. So I have to grace them with my presence, oh, as everybody can't see me rolling my eyes to the back of my head. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so for me, it's it's a very simple thing, and it's going to be very quiet. Mm. And then uh, on January 1st, uh, Brian, my buddy, who I share the property with, uh, I'm going to have dinner over at his place on oh, yeah. January 1st, which will make him happy, because I'm going to, I hopefully can surprise him with... Uh, an envelope with rent money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I thought I'd give you a Christmas gift. <laughs> I'm going to make him that much richer right on the January 1st. What a great way to start the year. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm doing for New Year's. I, uh, I'm not a big party. Oh, I'll dude, be, yeah. you know? I'll be home for that. I don't really that. drink. I no. don't, you know. Don't drink, don't smoke, but uh, can't do that. <laughs> No, no, I'd rather not smoke. No, no, I'm talking about the fact that I was starting to do an Adam Ant tune. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been a really loose reference, but what the heck? You never know. Somebody might be out there going, he said it. He said it. I knew that. I was just checking. <laughs> but, <laughs> I appreciate that. Of course, anytime. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> so, yeah, go and carry on. I'm sorry. I didn't mean no, to No, no. It's just what I do. <laughs> It is all dead. No, um, yeah, so I'm clearly, obviously, the restrictions are going to affect a lot of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to get, like we always say, into the politics of it, but more of into um, how we're going to get through mentally through this another lockdown. Another challenge for another us challenge, with another the, lockdown. Yes, because yeah. it's affecting everybody mentally. Oh, absolutely. It is. Yeah. I don't care who we are. Yeah. It's affecting you. No matter how strong we want to believe we are and we are can be very strong, but everybody has their their breaking limits and oh, of course. Uh it's just it seems to be a constant being put under a thumb that you can't get out from under and you can't even enjoy your own family. Yeah, and you're lonely because it separates everybody. And mm-hmm. as human beings, we're a social creature. That's right. We interact mm-hmm. with people all the time. And sure, if you're a real big introvert, that this might be the perfect time for you're living. You're living the perfect time of your life as an introvert. <laughs> you don't have to do anything because you're all ready where you're at. Oh yes, nobody's bothering you. No, and you're going, oh, bring it on, bring it on. <laughs> but for extroverts, and there's lots of them, they're going bananas. Yeah. Doot, doot. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mana, mana. <laughs> I made you laugh with that. Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. that brought me the, back a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I, I sent it to somebody else and they said, great, I can't get it out of my head now. <laughs> yep. And I so, guarantee you that'll happen. Yeah. That happened to me. I was, And so I thought I'd share it. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't stop watching it. When you're watching it, you just can't stop watching it. The, the Muppets doing that. It. it was like hilarious. This... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and there I go, going off topic again, but uh, I just need to laugh, that's all. Yes, yes, we do. We definitely do. Without that, especially nowadays, I don't know where we'd be. (laughs) If we didn't have sense of humor and and keep laughing at things, we would lose it. We'd be done. Yeah. Yeah. Be a scary place. <laughs> I mean, essentially, the only place I go to is here, the studio. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Oh my! But I mean, my doctors and that—that that doesn't count because that's all kind of yeah, well. personal business related. But yeah. coming over here, uh, socializing and being able to to make us to produce shows and music, etc., mm-hmm. all those great things, and, and interact with our uh, listeners—that I really look forward to it. Uh, that's pretty much. So these restrictions won't affect me. Mm-hmm. How they will probably affect you more because you have children. 
and it's going to make some things a little more difficult by design. And it's tough because you and I both suffer from uh, similar things from mm. different ways that they occurred. But the thing is that we do have similar traits at times. We do things that we both do the same thing and we recognize it. Yeah. And we catch the other one and say something, <laughs> right? Because you're going, because you're thinking, I'd be doing that if he wasn't yep. doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, well, at least we yeah. have that kind of respect for one another. We know that what's what. Mm. So we're not judgmental about it. Yeah, that's the, uh, you're right. That's the difficult thing, uh, for me with things such as this. Um, you know, half the time I'm not sure how the visits are going to look. Right. You know, um, like even right now, you know, I, I was, we were given a date and everything, but now obviously this is new, the restrictions and everything. Yep. I don't know now, you know, the visit's going to change, you know. Until I know, until they tell me. Um, with my daughter, on the other hand, it's, it is what it is. And, sure. you know, she'll be dropped off to me, which is amazing. And um, You know, the nice thing is that your children are, are just, I'd say, just about old enough to kind of get an idea of what's going on without having to know all of what's going on. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. They, they, they recognize the situation and they're dealing with it quite well. You know what I mean? They're still happy to see you and they still want to do things with you. And they're not letting other outside influences have anything to do with what yeah, they do. Yeah, my son seems to be um, getting through it from what I've seen and heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've talked on the phone, we've uh, Skyped, video chat, and uh, video games online. And actually, just recently, the other day. And, um, you know, he seems up in spirits, but there's those moments when we were on the phone or the chat, um, you know, where he kept on repeating himself, like, he misses me, he misses me, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, I mean, clearly, I, I miss him every day too, but, you know, so it's like, he's trying, right, but, like, you know, over in a game, we try to, he tries to go a different direction to keep himself well, I think he also wants to reiterate the fact that he's trying to let you know how much he loves you. Of course. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Uh, playing games with each other is fun. You know I mean? It's a fun way to connect. Well, I mean, it's like what I used to play, yeah. like, even when my dad would come out and play road hockey with me once in a mm-hmm. while, you know. Mm-hmm. It was an interaction, right? Yeah. Or playing catch with the baseball gloves and blah, blah, blah. But having that moment when your child makes a point of telling you they miss you or they mm-hmm. love you. Mm-hmm. uh that vindicates all that you do with them. Yeah. And yeah. so when they're telling you, if they're telling you that on a, on a regular basis, there's an obviously a fear that maybe they're afraid that you may not love them. You know, that's, I kind of feel that as a kid, when I was a kid, that sometimes I felt like my parents didn't love me because of what they were. It's either that or because he's going on 15 <laughs> next June. Yeah, my goodness right. gracious. Um, <laughs> I'm aging myself. Well, three more years and he won't, <clears throat> he won't need anybody's advice. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, because he's going on 15, he's clearly grown enough where he's aware of yes, everything going exactly. on. And, um, part of it, I think is because of what's going on in the back of his mind, maybe, you know, he, and clearly because of how things are going, he doesn't know. Am I going to see him? Am I going to see Well, him? exactly. There's an, uh, so, it's not so much of, like, with this situation, it's not so much of, you know, he's not sure if I love him or not. It's more of, I'm not sure I'm going to see him or not, or if, yeah, because of the way things are d- going. D- by design, <clears throat> what is being said but yeah. is, is that I want Excuse you to me. know how much I love you, no matter what's going on. Oh, of course. And the yeah. fear of maybe not being able to see each other. Mm-hmm. Is kind of like, please don't ever forget me. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. All right? And that that's very that's very touching because that's somebody who has a very tight connection to you to say that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They just want you to know that they're not going to try and explain it. No. no. You and I will sit here and <laughs> analyze things oh, all well, day. Just, yeah. But... Uh, as a kid, you know, I think he's trying to tell you that he loves you so much that he doesn't want whatever's going on now to ever affect your two your two guys' relationship. 
Right, right. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, and he, he needs you to know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think it's okay. It's sad, but it's I, it, in one way because it, to have to feel mm-hmm. that way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when you should already know, but I think it's because in your subconscious, you, you go, your, your subconscious is telling you all, all these bad things are going on. Yeah. And then all these threats. Because don't, t- don't tell me he's not aware of what's being said or read. Or oh, of course. He's oh, just surrounded course. by people who talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. So it gets it into his head like it would anybody else's. Mm-hmm. And he, he focuses on it. And he's worried that he, you know, he may lose more quality time with you because mm-hmm. of all of it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. And so I hope this, for everybody's yeah, sake, especially- everybody with children, mm-hmm. that this kind of baloney comes to an end. Yeah. Like, uh, I can never see it, especially with another lockdown, because it's only about... I used to like lockups. Yeah. <laughs> it's only about... <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. In the last few months, I guess it would be, that we <clears throat> have just gotten to see each other more and more than right. we have. Sure. And then now, another lockdown. Mm-hmm. That's That's got to be scary. Yeah. Know? Especially at, <clears throat> at the most important time for children. Yeah, you know, Christmas holidays yeah. uh, are by design for for children. Adults don't need to have presents bought for them. What is that? And <laughs> that's not what this is about, anyways. It's mm-hmm. it's a spirit of giving and loving and caring for one another. But that doesn't mean you have to buy everything under the sun mm-hmm. for each other. You know, if you love me, you'd have bought me this because that's not love, yeah. right? So. Uh, but the thing is that you want your children to be happy and smile and you want to try and make them happy. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful thing, you know, just to watch them uh, sit there when they open something and their eyes are all wide open like pie plates and they're, they're grinning from ear to ear and they're, they're so happy and they're hugging you and loving oh, you, right? I, I love it. When, right. You know. Well, I, nothing feels better than a child hugging you in sitting there, that way. in the living room, having yeah. coffee and they're just tearing stuff up. Yeah. And it's great. And that's all I need. It's like, this is great. And then the looks on their faces when they see what it is. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And then they're going to give you a great big hug and mm-hmm. a kiss. And mm-hmm. Like I said, nothing feels better than the child no. giving you that love. Or that cuteness where they're confused and trying to figure out who it's from. <laughs> Do I give you a hug? Is it from you? <laughs> Santa said it was okay for you to hug me. <laughs> he left me a note. <laughs> I think that's some of the cutest parts about it. Oh, for sure. It's hilarious. But you see, the powers of be just, they mm. want to just demoralize and destroy people. And mm. it's sad. Yeah. You know, like I said, I don't really want to talk about the... Uh, no. Yeah. But, but, it, it, but how it affects yeah. families yeah. is very sad. Absolutely. And uh, it, uh, this, if this goes on much longer, is going to have a very, very strong effect on... The children of today, because it's mm-hmm. it, you figure how fast they're growing at this time, right? Say like you know, like even with Trin and, and Nick, uh, you know, they're still young, but in a couple of years they're going to be in a different part of their life mm-hmm. where they understand more and even more. Yeah, and the bad memories they're going to have of this stretch of life is going to affect them mm-hmm. and their points of view. Mm-hmm. And you can only hope and pray that their love uh, of their fellow man is going to help them get through all this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they need to be shown love too because I'm sure right now they feel that they're being denied stuff and they don't understand why because they're kids. They didn't do anything. So why are they having to go through this? Yeah. Right? And then people are saying, oh, it's for the greater good. There's no such thing as the greater good. That is the biggest fable going. (laughs) Right, and just think Adolf Hitler said the same thing about when he was uh, exterminating people. It was for the greater good, and that's all I have to say on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's why I tried to, you know, do the best I can, and and like through the whole COVID thing, like even through the summer, you yep. know, when when I did have time with my daughter or my son, mm-hmm. I tried to. Take him away from that. I took, uh, well, more so Trinity because I got more time, but um, I took her on trails and, and hikes and, mm-hmm. and nature. Well, she's a ball got, of energy. She and, leaves you in and the she dust. Loves it. Yeah, and she loves it. <laughs> I love know? those videos you have. Like, she just leaves you in the <laughs> dust. 
I like when you fall down and you hurt yourself and she's like, oh, it's oh yeah, just a flesh wound. <laughs> Come on, let's go. Yeah, walking <laughs> up that mountain yeah. and uh, a camera in hand, in my right hand, um, and I believe my water bottle on my left. It was in your left. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> my foot gave away like on, on the ledge there and, yep. and it, I went down, <clears throat> held my camera in the air. Not a scratch. That's Camera's awesome. good. Leg torn to shreds. Like an alcoholic <laughs> saving his beer, right? Yeah. Totally wipes out but saves the beer. Yeah, yeah. And then it was so cute because she come running and, you know, she helped me up. And uh, <laughs> she, she put her finger on my leg and she just went, oh, it's just a little blood. You're good. Let's go. And yeah. I went, all right, let's go. So I finished the walk up to the top, yeah. which was absolutely gorgeous. Um, the view up there. Yeah. Um, and then walked all the way back down. Sure. And, um, <laughs> but the doctor had spoken, so you knew you were good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's priceless. Yeah. But yeah, I mean things like that, and um, you know some of the the nice experiences. You know, I take her away from stuff as best as possible sure. in, the, in the summer obviously now to be cold but um yeah i don't think you'd want to be no on a of those trails. <laughs> you right. but uh you know being with her and getting to experience her with her her first ever uh experience with the uh derma snake that, was, oh, that yeah. was great that was great did she pick it up she tried but it, it was so fast you know because um, then you know what when, when the day that she does pick one up and then she lets it go. Ask her to smell her hands. Oh, I know. <laughs> Maybe, I know. I caught many. In no, I know. Day. That's what I mean. But she yep. needs to get an idea. She thinks yep. they're cool. She pick one up and then find out what your hand <laughs> smells like after. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Ooh. Yeah. That so was not and, pleasant. Uh, our other experience was amazing. We got basically, I got pictures and stuff. I think it's on buymeacoffee.com. But um, pictures of her and I basically one-on-one -on -one with a bald eagle like it was so great she was just blown away at this big bird beautiful bird you know <laughs> it was amazing so yeah we i always try to just take them in nature yeah I mean, it's always good to be around nature yeah um when we play video games like with my son for instance it's like online like, if he's here, we haven't sat and played games, really. Well, yeah, it should be more about the personal interaction. At that Unless point. he stays over for the night, then, you know, we might watch a movie, play a yeah. game. But, like, if it's just, like, a daytime thing, he comes over, no. We do that only Well, on you need to have human interaction, yeah. not other interactions that uh, don't, yeah. aren't really personal. Yeah. Like, it's a great way to connect when you're not in the same place. Clearly, you know, game, talk, chat, that's great. It's a great... Bonding. Bonding. <laughs> <laughs> Not James. Not James Bonding. <laughs> that's your dad's favorite, James Bonding. You bet, James Bond. <laughs> yeah. My goodness. Yeah, he's got anything and everything to do with him. Um, <laughs> I used to make lots of Bond jokes. We were watching movies together and I'd say something because I've seen the movie a million times mm. and you're going... You're making some scenario up before it even happens. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and your dad be sitting there going, like, you know, how he will sit there. And he's he's paying attention to you, but he doesn't pay attention. No, yeah. Even yep. though he's <laughs> looking at you, talking to you. And then you go and you say something, and it's really funny. Yep. And he's looking right at you. And then all of a sudden he goes, he's, he goes, <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And you're looking over your shoulder like, who's he talking to? <laughs> priceless. Yeah, I love your dad. He was priceless. Mm -hmm. He was like, yeah, he's so into Bond, which is full of details. <laughs> and then you try to say something to him, and he looks at you like a deer in the headlights. Mm -hmm. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your sincerity. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, speaking of um, James Bond. Here's a story. I don't know if I've ever told you. I probably have. Who knows? But um, when I was a bit younger, when I had those uh, issues with my lung, when I got that operation, um, <laughs> I was working at the time at a gas station. And, oh, uh, pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> slip of the tongue there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, anyway. folks. I was drinking a soda. Yeah. 
that'll do it. Um, <laughs> and um, anyway, I, I had this pain. It felt like through my chest, right through to my back. Mm-hmm. And of course, at the time, I had no idea. I mean, <laughs> and I just kept working, kept working, and, and it got bad. And then my boss was like, okay, well, you know, call for a ride or whatever, do something. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about because I've had it before. Get your dad it feels like to a spear you. going right through one end and coming out yeah. the other end. You're going, <gasps> Get your dad bring you to a doctor or something. Get right. a ride. Yeah. Right? I'm like, okay. So I made a call. And um, I kept working. He said, get inside. So I, <laughs> so I came inside and it started getting packed. So I kept working at the till even. I was like, I'm not stopping until I get picked up. It's just the way I am. Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah, I finally got picked up. And um, there was a sack growing on my lung, and it filled with liquid, and yeah. it popped, and it caused my lung to collapse. Yeah. And um, so anyway, we went to the hospital, and uh, I'm sitting there and sitting there. I think it was about five and a half hours later. They called me in. I'm like, okay. So I walk in through the doors, and they tell me to sit, and it's like on this bench or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it is I'll be right back. Okay. Meanwhile, my lungs collapsed. I'm right. Trying yeah. to breathe. Um, of course, at the time, I had no idea what was going on. No, you just knew <clears> you were in. And some um, kind of big so they come back with a ripped piece of paper, literally a ripped piece of paper with a phone number on it. And they're like, "Call him, specialist, blah blah blah, make an appointment." Okay. And of course, I, I don't know any different. I'm just like, "All right, well, yeah. I'm in pain. I'm a hard time breathing, but all right, let's try it." And. Uh, so yeah, I finally made an appointment and um, got to see him, went into the specialist and um, checked me out, did some x-rays and said, we need to get you in, you know, an operation. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no time to waste. And uh, he said, I don't know what they were thinking, um, but those particular people, doctors, nurses, whatever, whoever helped you. But he said, I'm going to have a word with them because literally what shows here is you had a collapsed lung and at any moment, your other one could have. Yes. They needed to take you on. And so I was like, oh, okay, now we're getting serious. I I didn't know. And um, No, but they should have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So he's right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he was quite upset. (laughs) So I uh, got in there and um, believe it or not, this is where the whole James Bond story comes in. I go to the hospital and I'm getting prepped and whatnot. Having a martini shake yeah, not stirred. Yeah, having a martini shake and not stirred, getting <laughs> prepped. And, uh, <laughs> oh man. And uh, I'm on the, uh, the slab. <laughs> And they're pushing me towards the OR room. And this is no word of a lie. The specialist who I went to see and the specialist who did my surgery was Dr. James Bond. So I bugged him the entire way until I was out cold anyway. I was like, man, with the golden scalpel. Is he out now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he was, you should, yeah, I can see his face. You know, I bugged him. I'm laying there just half stoned. Man with the golden scalpel. And he was yeah. just like, I've heard him all, Mark. Yeah, uh, yeah right. I bet he has. <laughs> and then I, that's all I remember. But yeah, I, uh, I, I needed an operation on my lawn. I thought you were going to tell me his name was Dr. No. Dr. No? <laughs> Wouldn't that just be something? Oh, you're going, no, this is no good. No, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> of all the doctors I got, this is not the one I need. <laughs> oh, I could see you trying to tell all those jokes to him. so yeah it was it was uh interesting and um it, it was amazing and, and i'm thankful um after i was said and done i woke up um i think i remained in the hospital for i think i was out in about four four and a half days that's not bad yeah it is not bad considering um my uncle uh my my for everybody doesn't my my dad's youngest brother um, he went into a different hospital, but Uncle for the exact Mike. same thing. And, um, he ended up, uh, in an induced coma. Yep. And, uh, yeah, he, 
it was almost gone. Um, the doctors came to us, brought the family, and uh, said, get everyone ready and everything. Because remember I told you, so <clears throat> Marilyn and I went in there and, mm-hmm. and uh, wangled our way in. And yeah. uh, we went, and even though he was asleep, mm-hmm. we were talking to him, oh, holding yeah. his arm yeah. and stuff, yeah. wanting to know that we were there for him. Yeah. He needed that because I can guarantee in his brain he could hear things. He just couldn't do anything. Oh, I believe it. that people hear us, definitely. Yeah. When you, yes, definitely. But, um, so yeah, on that note, that really made me think because it was the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. That could have been me. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, it turns out something they did or didn't do or did wrong, whatever it was. I don't know what in there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was lucky and blessed and uh, mm-hmm. I'll forever be thankful and grateful. I mean, talk to James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> I was out in four and a half days, man. And just and your nurse, Ms. Moneypenny? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd be going there in places like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Here going, we go. He's looking at the anesthesiologist going, <laughs> didn't you give him enough? He's not finished yet. A <laughs> <laughs> couple more deep breaths, Mark. It's going to be okay. <laughs> so yeah, that um, that just made it more scary, you know. When when I got the the notion of that, oh sure, like, what? You? He's in there. I, the same thing. I didn't know, right? I figured it was, you know, something uh, he right. had or whatever was wrong. It turned out it was the exact same thing. Yeah, exact same operation, basically. You know. Yeah. It's scary. Well, what I'm so proud of is he quit smoking. Yeah, yeah, he has. Of all the things he did. Smoked since he went in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because he smoked like a steam engine. Oh, yeah. And he smoked stuff that, you know, it was bad because when I smoked for a while there, when I was smoking like Green Death and everything else. Export A, Green and, Death. Yeah, right. I was, mm-hmm. you know, I could smoke four packs a day mm-hmm. if I wanted to, if I'd been drinking. And usually it was about two, but I mean, you know, and, and then I was hacking up that black ball. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm fine. I'm good. <laughs> Take me for it. I'm good. I'm good. Don't worry about me. I, that's, I'm just sharing a bit of my lung. Yeah. Right? But the thing mm-hmm. is that there were times like when we didn't have no money for smokes. Mm-hmm. And we'd take the home rollies that were in there, or even what's left of butts, mm-hmm. and then you'd uh, undo all the tobacco that wasn't burnt and even partly burnt. And can you imagine that going into your lungs? I think about it. No, it's repulsive. I can because I did it. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And how people who maybe smoke cigarettes have no idea what it tastes like to smoke an unfiltered, uh, has been mm-hmm. smoked by probably seven or eight different people, bit of tobacco mm-hmm. going into your lungs. Yeah. And I, I can guarantee my lungs are saying, what did I ever do to oh, you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember because, yeah, I was... Obviously, younger when I was well, yeah, 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 I know. rolling the butts and everything. Oh my goodness gracious! Trailer life. So speaking of uh, the trailer park, <laughs> the trailer life. Uh, me and a good friend of mine that uh, I've known probably since I was four or five, growing up at the trailer. <laughs> um, we were working on a screenplay um, about. Basically, our, our lives, mm-hmm. things we've experienced and lived growing up in, uh, I have to say, an environment that no young boy or girl, for that matter, should grow up in. No, I agree. Um, and, um, yeah, one thing I wanted to uh, really make clear is what you do mean to me and our, and our friendship and our relationship. Um, cause I feel truly that with you coming over all those times and introducing me to music and, and playing your guitar and singing and downloading music, I feel that it had a huge impact of probably saving me from falling you know, in a direction. Well, thank you very much for having <clears throat> such a high regard for me. You know, well, because with, without that, it was all... I just love spending time with you. It was all just madness and chaos and, yeah. and, and, and party, and, you know, just negativity. Mm-hmm. And then you came and it was just it, it, the musical. We just went to my room, down, downloaded music, played music, 
and it just kind of it kept me with you and I having so much in common. Like, because you know, me being an only child, and I, you know, you have a sister, but she wasn't there while you were in that spot. Yeah, and yeah. so you were like being me. Like when I looked at you, it was like me. If it was me, <laughs> I would have been doing exactly the same thing. So yeah. you and I spent a lot of time together because it was like I was hanging around with me if I were younger. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I respected you then as I do now. And uh, it ignoring, you know, even though I, I could be at times be part of the madness in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, we all could. We're yeah. really easy to get yeah. drawn into that because yeah. it's kind of like, kind of like, uh, what's his name? The, the Tasmanian devil is in the kitchen going, mm-hmm. and you're trying to get around him and he gets sucked in. And next thing <laughs> you know, you're part of the problem. Yeah. And then poof, you come out and then, you you know, then you're at, in your room and you're going, oh, I need a break of this for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'd come in and I wouldn't even spend time. I'd pay lip service to say hello to them or whatever. Oh, of course, yeah. And then I would just go and I'd come hang with you, mm-hmm. uh, which yeah. was much more enjoyable for me. Yeah. And I, I feel like that had a huge impact of, you know, how I kept my head above <laughs> that that dark water. Well, I'm glad. It, <laughs> um, I never knew how much of an impact it was, but I'm glad that I yeah, could I mean, be of some some help. Introduced me to the music um, and and. You know, just the passion and the love for it, you know, and, and the singing. I tell you so many trivial things. Yeah. <laughs> you go, how do you know you, all that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'd look at you and go, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and, and giving me a, a whole uh, outlook and respect on, on uh, music before my time, mm-hmm. you know, and having respect for it that, you know, there wouldn't be what I'm listening to without that. Yes. And I, you know, I gained that respect and that. Well, yeah, because that's where it, it eventually manifested itself mm-hmm. to coming from here. It was a progression. So, yes. Yeah. It's always nice. It's kind of like what they say, remember where you came from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's true. Because it keeps you humble. That's right. Because what you think you've invented is, in like with music, it's all been played. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it has. We can think we've got new melodies, and I can think of the same thing, but maybe mine is a little different from something, but you think of music being played since a man has been able to make sound. Right, right. And then you get to, say, the classical era, where everything had been written by then on piano. Mm-hmm. Those guys played all kinds of stuff that even today you won't hear some people be able to play it it's just amazing stuff right right and then there's there's a handful of people that can play it and it's i could watch it all day mm-hmm. you know it's just amazing so uh, but it's like a language you know it, it's it will be repetitive however it'll have a new spin right. on, on it yeah. right that's yeah. basically you know because uh, we can talk about stuff and whatever we talk about now a thousand years ago people like you and I'd be talking wherever they are in the world about whatever subject, mm-hmm. but it may carry the same connotations as what we're having here regarding a different subject, but right. it's, we've t- all talked about everything. It's all been talked about. It's all been played. And uh, it's every generation thinks that they've invented something new. <laughs> and that's true of every generation, not just picking on. One oh yeah. Group. No, no. You no, know no, what I mean? Yeah, like it's, no. You guys suck. We're great. <laughs> <laughs> and mm. then all of a sudden you get to a certain age and you hear them going, you guys suck. We're great. And you're going, oh, we're, mm. we're there now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I know I get that's pretty cool. If you're going to guys going to do that, go for it. Yeah. 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 It sounds fun. And um, I would definitely, definitely love to have you a part of it because you're a big part of it well i'd like to write the musical score oh absolutely that'd be great yeah no because i got i got a i think i can come up with a few ideas for it yeah i think <laughs> you guys write it out write mm-hmm. out the play mm-hmm. the screenplay mm-hmm. and then i'll read it through it gives me ideas of what to play right, in right. certain areas and uh yeah i think it'd be amazing yeah. you guys do the acting and, and writing and i'll just do the musical score well, I, don't. I got some pretty amusing things I could play for that. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like somebody riding with a car, a circus car with three wheels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's off to the pool we go. 
Mm-hmm. We're getting trapped in the laundry room with Colleen. <laughs> so yeah, we'll um we'll try to work on that and um I don't know, we'll see where it goes. It's just something that him and I came up with. We we were hanging out and talking cool. and remin- reminiscing and went, Man, the things that we what talk about of yeah. the things we've done and it, sure. it's like we can write a screenplay. <laughs> then I was like, yeah. Why not? <laughs> it could be a pretty crazy one in the life yeah. of the trailer. <laughs> now, when you and I were talking about Colleen, this is, I just realized that Colleen, mm. the managers, got the same name as Colleen and Dave, Colleen Next Door. See, I was talking about Colleen Next Door, not Colleen, oh, the manager. okay, okay. Because I never liked Colleen, the manager either. I could, couldn't stand her. Well, some that I... I she had a weird condescending way about her. Where she yeah. talks like she's talking down to you, but in a real calm manner. Mm. Like, she's almost like begging you to... Well... And you don't. It's not that I... Oh, Marilyn was sitting in the office. Disliked her or liked her or whatnot. I mean, I was young. I didn't care. Yeah. I mean, it was like... <laughs> but Marilyn, you know, and you know what Marilyn was like. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she went in the office with me. Mm-hmm. And she sat there staring at me the whole time. You know, like trying to keep me at bay or something. Yeah. And, then, and then I was a gentleman all the way through it. But when I got outside, <laughs> she goes... I don't know how you did that. Mm-hmm. I said, it's because you were staring at me. I probably would have come unglued. Mm. <laughs> Thank you for being my calming force. <laughs> but yeah, I can't, I can't say that I, I disliked her. Or I, her. I mean, yeah. at that age. I Your uncle didn't, didn't like her. They had a mutual dislike not, for one yeah. another. Yeah. I think she was very unfair but to But there was the one moment that we actually, you know, put our claws out and clashed. Um, Oh, really? Oh, yeah. We, um, it, I went to the park, in the park, you know, the, the basketball Well, park. the bat, yeah, right. And the, it was just the backboard. The basketball hoop was gone. And it was just broken, whatever, you know. Trade. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had a brand new one in the shed. Hoop, everything. Yeah. And I grabbed it, and I grabbed my tools, I grabbed a ladder, I walked it myself all the way to the other side of the trailer park. Yeah. The park, and I put the hoop up so I can play ball, and others can play ball. And uh, she snapped, she told me to take it down. So I had to take all my tools and the ladder and back to it. And I was I like, I put it up why. so I can play and the rest of us it was, kids it can was play. It was proactive. I don't understand you know why I mean? why she would do that. Yeah, it was like the hoop. There was no hoop. It was broken. So I put my right new one there. Right next to the tennis courts that were never used. Yeah. <laughs> so I, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I, yeah, I put mine up and so we can, everybody can play. Right. And yeah, she. <laughs> That's just weird. So we, we. Locked horns because I was just like, I, I, of course, at that age, being an angry teenager, yeah, I hate the word triggered, but it triggered me because yeah. I was like, I put a basketball so I can play ball so I can get away from the trailer, go well, or I can sure. play basketball, yeah. and others can it. play. Yeah. And she, she, oh man, wow, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I mean, other than that, I mean, the rest of the time. It wasn't a like or dislike situation. I just didn't care. I didn't. Right. Well, no, it wouldn't have mattered to you uh, yeah. because you were on a different level than than right. the, the adults were then at yeah. that point because we had a different relationship with her. Yeah. And Even she, though I was trying to keep up, <laughs> but she was very much a controller. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll never forget when I had that when I bought the uh, and I had uh, I don't know how many cars I had then. When I was at uh, 62 there and I had the Challenger and, and the PT Cruiser convertible oh, yeah. and, uh, and my formula and my two trans. Oh, God, it was ridiculous. <laughs> now I know why Marilyn said, why have you got so many cars? Right? <laughs> and all I could say is because what if one breaks down? And she yeah. shook her head when in the house. So, but I built a, one of those, uh, a white um, double, what's well, a single carport, but I turned it sideways. So it was like a double. Oh, okay. And it looked really nice, aesthetically pleasing. It matched the house to house because I remember I did all that work on the house. And so it was nice. It was white and green. And the, the, the uh, parking space was, you know, had the white roof and the mm-hmm. white poles. And uh, I had it all set up nice there. And then we could park the cars underneath and then not get wet. And uh, yet, and then there's other people who have temporary car covers out there, mm-hmm. way bigger ones, out in the back lot. You know, like in the two hundreds there or whatever at the backside, mm-hmm. actually close to the the uh, close to the tennis courts and stuff. And then one day, Bern comes to the door. I think that's his name. The son, the son of the German. 
what was his name? The younger guy. The old the old German owned it, and then she was the manager, but his the son was oh, inheriting it. Yeah, I, I can't remember yeah, his name. Yeah. But he came to the door, and he was trying. He comes to the door, and he tries to play tough guy, right? Because he was a muscle bound guy. I, I killed him with kindness. He didn't know what to do after that because I was just reasoning with him. And was, you know, I said, "Well, if you look at it, I said it looks really nice." And I, you know, the thing was that I didn't plead with him. I just explained to him. I said, "Well, if you look at this, and you look at what's going on on the other side of the, the trailer park," and I said. And it's 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 not jutting out into the street because mm-hmm. I turned it sideways, so it runs right parallel yeah. with the front of the house. Yeah. And uh, I guess he didn't want to lose. He probably, if Colleen hadn't put a bee up his bonnet, <laughs> he probably would have just let it go. But he, he came to the point where he, and he was no longer demanding, but he says, would you please just take it down? Oh, yeah. Which was quite a turnaround. and. I took it down in good faith, but which was unfortunate because it was it was beautiful. It was perfect. It was white, and, and like you said, you perk the cars under there, and they don't get wet mm-hmm. because you know it does get wet out here once in a blue moon. No, that um, that was just weird. Yeah, no, that that uh, park had its weird quirks and moments. Um, I remember at one time, and it's true story. Uh, one of the neighbors came to the trailer, knocked on the door, and literally. Asked my dad to move his truck out of the driveway. It was blocking their view. Uh, uh, of what? Because I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> of your driveway, and I'm going, what? Are you blocking the view of the, uh, of us, the shed? I, guess. I don't know. Blocking the view of the shed? No, the, the truck's parked in front of the, the bay wind, the front windows. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? right? Yeah. Where the van was parked for a while there. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, wow. So things like that. Well, yeah, that's that's quirky, all right. Uh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> lots of crazy stories. I well, you know, in my in my row was a bunch of senior citizens mm. and a, a strange group of senior lesbians, and they all owned dachshunds, which is kind of weird. I chuckled to myself. I said, "Oh, they're lesbians, but they all have wiener dogs." <laughs> Well, it was an observation. I mean, mm. the dogs, you know, dachshunds never shut up. They're one of the barkiest <laughs> group of dogs you'll ever. I don't even know if that's a word, but I just made it up. Mm. Uh, they they don't stop barking. And when their owners are gone, they're worse. The anxiety, the high anxiety goes. Yeah. So, uh, and I mean, even in the middle of the day, and then when I would were, were working shift work when I was driving the trucks, uh, you couldn't sleep with those things going. Because all the sound would, you know, echo in between the homes going down, mm-hmm. bouncing off the fence lines. And do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> You're going, where is that coming from? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, the good old days. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lots to tell. And I'm sure we'll get there. You know, you'll oh, hear it all. Did, that's just it, right? <laughs> People um, wouldn't believe some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, the truth mm-hmm. is stranger than fiction. But yeah. I like your idea. That would be great. And, yes, I'd be honored to be able to write the score for you. After you guys do your writing. Yeah, it'll be fun. You know, just something to focus on, just like this and our music. Just well, yeah. Just make going, it one right? of life's fun projects, you know. Mm-hmm. Life's too short to not do the things you wanted to do, so why don't you do them now? Because you don't want to be like, you know, like how I felt, like my father used to say, I don't know, I wish I'd done this, I wish I'd done that. I want to be able to actually now say, you know what? I'm doing these things yeah. that I wanted to do, and but now I'm doing them. Yeah. And whether I'm good at it or not, I... I've done them. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, no regrets. No. You know, no matter how far any of it goes, just, you know what? I did it. I tried it. I, exactly. You know, that's all I want. There is a great song, <laughs> just just for reference sometime, maybe I'll play it for you later, mm. is called No Regrets, and it's my favorite Johnny Ray song. Johnny Ray sang The Little White Cloud That Cried and Cry, you know, and all those great sad songs, and he was tone deaf. Like, he had an, he had a, he had a, a hearing aid. Mm-hmm. He was deaf, yet he sang incredibly accurate. And when you listen to him sing No Regrets, it's a great kind of like a blues ballad. Oh, yeah. And uh, he sings about all these different things. And then he says, I've no regrets for this life I lead. And it's perfect. Like, it's beautiful. It's, I'll play it for you later when mm-hmm. you get it. And then maybe next time we'll have a chat about it on, on another yeah, cast. Yeah. But you saying that about no regrets, mm. that song kind of sums it up. And I'll play it for you, and then you'll go, "Oh wow, 
said exactly what you were thinking. Yeah. It's amazing. And this is why I've grown to love music so much because there's a song for everything. Yes. You know what I mean? Like every, every mood, every, everything good or bad that happens, there's always yes. a song. For it's me. very it's, therapeutic when people can write stuff mm-hmm. out because it's like poetry and anything else. Yeah. Uh, it, art is an expression of what you feel inside. Absolutely. You know, uh, some are, it, and it's all interpretive. Like, I mean, you can be, it's subjective. It's not, you can't be objective with art because art doesn't have a set line and this is what you got to follow. Mm-hmm. Everybody's interpretation of what's beautiful is the same of what we are when we are with humans. Yeah. What, you know, the beauty is in the eye of the beholder. There's a lot to be said for that because there's things that attract you to something and it has, it doesn't have to necessarily be aesthetically pleasing. Like, I mean, it's, you look at it and your brain's analyzing it and telling you what it thinks mm-hmm. about what you see. And you could have maybe an unpopular opinion about something. Somebody, everybody else oh, loves it absolutely. and you don't yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah. Or you like it and everybody else can't mm-hmm. stand it. Mm-hmm. But it's real. So with that said, we would like to thank all of you followers, subscribers, listeners, and supporters. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for a wonderful first season. An amazing journey I never imagined would get this far. Remember, be good to each other, love one another, because life is always game for us, so let's be always game for life. We wish you a very Merry Christmas and a blessed and wonderful New Year. Until 2022, peace and love, everybody. Thank you and good night. Life's always game for us We're always game for life Life's always game for us We're always game for life Life's always game for us We're always game for